Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Thanks for staying with us. And our special thanks to Steve Quayle for joining us in the first hour. That was a riveting interview. And I'm afraid that if you thought your socks were going <laughs> to calm down, nope, they're going to get rocked again in this hour with our guest, Robert Griswold. And I need to uh, go through and just very quickly tell you who's sponsoring this show um, first of all, ready-made resources. Speaking of Bob Griswold, and we'll be talking about some of the things that they can do for you as you prepare for the difficult times ahead. And we're also brought to you by Noble Gold. And you want to convert your assets to gold-backed instruments? Give them a call, 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Tell them Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show sent you. Remember, cash is trash, and it's going to crash. I mean, mark my words on that. And then finally, we're brought to you by our storable food company. We call preparewithdave.com, and we have lots of specials. I just read a statistic. 97% of Americans are going to run out of food in a crisis in two weeks. 14 days. That's right, 97%. So all they got to do is starve us out. Uh, we can have 400 million handguns, but uh, as they say, armies move on their stomachs, and you need to get prepped. Everybody needs to get prepped. Go to preparewithdave.com. Well, Bob, I'm glad you could be with us. And uh, before we end, I'll, I got some questions I want to ask you. So I want to do some Q&A at the end. Uh, but uh, we are, <laughs> how do I put this? I'm doing broadcasts, live chats on YouTube now as late as 1.30 in the morning my time. That's been common occurrence because there's too much to cover. I can't get it all done, and even then, I'm not approaching critical mass. What's I'll going tell you on? this, Dave. Well, you, well, you mentioned the food. I, I will make a prediction. Within six months, food's going to be backlogged. Six months. Um, I, 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 I don't. I, I don't know any other time I've made a prediction that concrete. No, you. I'm haven't. just telling people that the panic is setting in, and this this panic is different than like Y2K or. Mayan calendar type thing, which were kind of nebulous and out there. We can actually see this conspiracy working out now. We see the Chinese government actively involved in our government. We see actual Chinese, uh, some people, Congress, that are actually having Chinese work for them that are commun uh, communist agents. We see an insurrection uh, going against our president right now. We see that every uh, vestige of American history, what has held us together, the Constitution, our, our culture, our religion, everything being undermined. Yes. We see the breakdown of marriage. I mean, I, I could go on and on like that. And like you said, Dave, it is. It's, it's like I have notes all over my desk right now, if you could see it. And just it's just what is the most critical thing that God would have, have me talk about right now? Because there is, it's, it's so much it's overwhelming the senses. And that's the Solinsky principle, to overwhelm. And that's what they want to do. They want people out there to be, one, in fear, two, overwhelmed, and three, helpless. They want them to feel helpless. And so that the, all the elements that, that, that require those to be put into people, they are practicing right now so that you'll feel helpless and you cannot do anything to change. But that's not the truth. You know, it's always the fact we invert what they say, Dave. So if they're saying, you don't need food, oh my gosh, you're a conspiracy theory. That's the time to buy food. You don't need guns, you better buy guns. You don't need radio equipment, we'll take it out, you better get radio equipment. You, you, know, you know, whatever they're mocking, whatever they're trying to intimidate you about, that's probably what you need to be doing. So I, I would just caution people right now that... Um, that assets, as far as available products, 
are going to be under greater and greater strain to be able to get them. Um, and it'll come to the point when when the revolution really does rear its ugly head, and you'll see this is it's game on for sure. That everything will be gone, and then anybody who has anything will be uh, will be fortunate they have it, and those that don't have it will have to pay exorbitant amounts to get it. And and that's not what you want to do. You know, I've always said this many times, Dave. Noah didn't wait for driftwood; he he planned. Joseph didn't wonder where he was going to store all the food that he, uh, that he that for seven years they, they stored or they, they saved. Uh, he built silos for it. And, right. and we are coming down on the time now when that ability to prepare in peace is, is coming to a close. Um, and so, you know, it's just some of those things that we really need to take seriously right now. And, there, you know, there's three elements to... First and foremost, we need to be spiritually strong because, you know, the righteous are as bold as a lion, Dave. We don't back down. I will fear no evil. God gives us, God, it says in Timothy, does not give us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So we need to be righteous. We need to be bold. We need to be connected to our God. And then this, this next thing is, you know, we really do. I know Mike Adams is on your program a lot. We really need to listen to Mike because I think God's given him a ministry. He teaches how to be healthy. We don't want to enter this with unhealthy bodies. Now, I, I totally understand there are people out there that genetics and whatever have, have done things to them that they can't control, but if, if we have addictions or, or you know, you're just eating disorders or whatever it is, we really need to try to get those in, in, in sync with what God would have so that we can be physically capable to do what we'll need to do when it really does um, become desperate. And then the other thing we need to do is, as the military does, Dave, we need to prepare. You know, Jamie uh, Walden, you've had him on your program before, um, you know, makes this comment that for every one combat Marine up front, you or Steve or Mike or the Hagmans, there's 17 people back there supporting them. So there's 17 support troops for everyone that's really out doing the work. And that's the other thing is I know, Dave, people need to support you. People need to support Steve. And, and really, it probably will take about 17 people to support you for every hour, 17 people supporting you every hour for every hour you're on the radio. And so it, it is. If we don't support those that are bringing us the news and doing things for, doing things for us, we really are um, signing our own death warrants, I would say, putting the nail in our own coffins. How, whatever metaphor you want to use, that's what we're doing. And right now... We are seeing, I think, in California, as California goes, so goes the nation, as they say. We've just seen this draconian gun legislation put into effect. That I mean, you have to any to get any kind of weapon, to get any kind of ammunition, you've got to go through all these steps. And, and again, it'll just become more and more difficult. You can't. You already cannot have large capacity magazines. They've restricted access to the standard AR-15. Now they're wanting to make that you have to sign away. You can only get so much ammunition. Um, a month. You can only buy so many guns a month. So, you know, your constitutional rights are being evaporated. You know, in the military doctrine, Dave, it's command, control, and communication. Now, the, the first one is totally reliant on the second two, okay? You can't have command if you don't have control and you don't have communication. That makes sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, Control. The Founding Fathers put the control in there for a very specific reason, and the control was that the individual citizen would be armed because they knew you cannot name a government on the planet, including ours already. I mean, if you, if you don't think our government's you know, done heinous things, just go up and ask a Native American. 
you go up and ask a black American, um, or should I say an, an American who happens to be a, co- a person of color, uh, you know, uh, that, or even a Japanese American who is dispossessed of all their property, housing, and everything because of a perceived threat because they were of Japanese origin, but they didn't do it to Italian-Americans, they didn't do it to German-Americans, they just did it to Japanese-Americans. So the government already has this horrible record of civil rights abuses, and you know later on they'll take our money uh, via a whatever a pay and pay people back with our money. They, you know, they don't have any. So there's really not, no penalty for them whatsoever. So they take your guns away from you. That's control, because you don't you no longer can res- you say no to ter- tyranny. And if the Chinese land or UN troops land or whatever, and they're trying to ha- round people up and push them into some camp, you, you've you lost control. You've lost the ability to control your destiny in a, in a very dramatic way because you no longer have the ability of armed resistance. So, and th- so that's one of the, the, the keys of being able to command. The second one is communicate. You look at what they're doing. Ham radio has been on the government chopping block for a long time. They want to get rid of it. They want to restrict frequencies, and that's just always been talk of doing it. So far, up till now, it's not been done. But now, you know, um, it has been done. I have that letter. I think you, well, you mentioned you'd seen it from an attorney in California. Well, he expresses his concerns that the state is going to take down anything on public land the state has said that these repeaters, and let me define repeater what it is. A repeater is nothing more than a retransmitter. So that if I have a small little handheld radio, which works on line of sight, and I'm trying to communicate with somebody 30 miles away, well, you go over the curvature of the earth, the radio signal doesn't go there because it, 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 it just it, it goes straight, so it goes out into outer space as you talk. Um, and we're... Um, you know, if you have trees, buildings, obstacles like that, that interferes with it. But if I have a, a repeater on top of like a big water tower, that's 300 feet up or 200 feet up in the air, whatever it is, you know, my my radio can then see that repeater up there, and then my so I can plug into that repeater. Then that repeater takes it in, and whereas I might only be putting in five watts, that repeater might be a 50 to 100 watt repeater, and so then all of a sudden it sends it out again at a much higher power from an elevated position, so you get a 50 to 100-mile footprint. That's communication. That's the ability to let people know what is going on. I've actually used this before. I've used this story before with this young lady. There's a friend of ours, and she was her husband was out of town, and you know there are people on her property, and she calls because we have a radio network set up. And you know I went over there, and fortunately I had night vision, and she had radio communication, and she was calm, and they were they weren't trying to make an aggressive assault against her because they had had done something totally different. But I could observe and watch what they were doing. I could take command of that situation because I had night vision and communication. I knew she was okay. I could take command of it. I just watched them for a while, and I think they were poachers trying to look for something. And so that situation diffused itself. But those two elements, they're taking those away from you in California, or or largely taking them away, because they understand that you lose all command. You lose all networking when you take the ability to command and communicate away from people. And so, you know, we are at that point when they're doing this. In fact, if you even – the state of California, I have it here in this attorney's uh, letter. It says the state of California even made an expensive brochure to hand out to the communities that are affected by fire, supposedly fire. And it says in there to have a a communication plan and practice it regularly. And yet they have taken away the very elements that you need to do that with. 
um, uh, have contacts you can communicate with family members who have relocated. Um, so the, the very thing that they've told people to do is the very thing that they've destroyed. So you have to ask yourself the question, why? And it's a very unpleasant answer. Um, at least what preponderance of evidence would put it that way, you know, as they call peeling the onion. You, you, you start peeling down the, the, the facts of what you see and what is the core of the truth of what they're trying to accomplish. And, you know, knowing that the fact that the Chinese are very active in uh, California politics, which makes them active in a certain amount of federal politics, because we know, like Feinstein and the rest of them, had Chinese agents working for them. They're taking money from China. Biden has taken massive amounts of uh, money from China. So China has infiltrated into us. I know at Oak Ridge in Tennessee here, they have Chinese agents working out there. The FBI occasionally arrests some of them. Uh, at, our, at our college, uh, university, uh, people are selling out to the Chinese. So, you know, we, we see this, and the Chinese understand warfare very well, and they're using these puppets that they have to implement these facts so that they can destroy the command and communication structure. You know, Napoleon Bonaparte called, um, spoke about war. He said it's 90% information. In fact, it was called conflict currency. That's what information is. And so when you turn off those radios, you have taken people's conflict currency away from them, and you've taken what Napoleon Bonaparte recognized was the most important aspect of war, and that's information. I've talked before about this, and if, you, if, if you've not gone online to look it up, there's something called, um, it, was, it was made by an Air Force colonel, and it's called OODA Loop, um, O-O-D-A. If you just type in OODA Loop on Google, it'll come up, you'll see some art pictures of it or whatever. And it's something everybody should know and memorize, because this is critical. What's going on right now? We're not in a hot civil war, but we're definitely in an information civil war. And information such as what you pass out, Dave, is critical to offsetting the power of this evil that's trying to steal our freedom, our liberties, our gun rights, our freedom of speech. Excuse me. All of that is being done. So, you know, with OODA loop, what it means is to observe and orient, decide, and act. O, observe, O, orient. D, decide, A, act. Um, and again, if you look at the first two of those elements, observe and orient, that's information. That's intelligence you have to gather before you can make a decision and act upon it. What you know, your enemy always wants you to do, and I think it was Napoleon said it, basically don't stop your enemy was in the process of self-destruction. You know, if you don't have good observation, if you don't have good orientation, your decision-making and your acting out of that decision will be failure. You're going to fail. You're setting yourself up to fail. So when you take down communication, observation and being able to orient to that yeah. goes away. It's, it's, to me, it's so clear what's going on. I, I don't Do you have anything you want to comment on, Dave? Or? Yeah, it's just, you're absolutely right. And this California situation can't be overstated. And then they're turning off the power. I mean, those are two of the three essential elements for command and control is what you do to an enemy when you're going to invade. And I maintain uh, with Steve Quayle, we both agree there are Chinese in our country courtesy of the Long Beach port. Uh, the Marines have been brought in from Camp Lejeune to train, and I believe they're going to try to take back Long Beach port. That's my personal belief. So you're right on the money. 
Um, Bob, there's another area I want to broach, and I think there's probably going to be some interconnectedness in your answer as we go through this segment. Um, I've gone back and reviewed the continuity of government program that set up the interstate highway system under Eisenhower, and it was originally designed not from Eisenhower's point of view, but from the people who put this together, that if a city was in rebellion, the strategy would be just to close off the arterials and basically trap people in the city, thinking they'll, one, starve them into submission, and two, they'll prey on each other, but their resistance will not be allowed to be spread. And I think that this is where we're headed, and I think that we're going to see food used as a weapon. I'd like you to go down that road and comment on that. Well, again, do I think food will be used as a weapon? No, I don't. I know food will be used as a weapon. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's 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 what I tell people. It's elementary. You've heard me say before, people who sit around all day long and watch violence on TV and pornography online, they're not going to take up knitting when it, when the when the crap hits the fan. So when when I look at something like this, it, it's not a matter of you know if they're going to do it. It's a matter of I know what they're going to do. This is exactly what they're going to do. It's called supply chain logistics. The military spends, again, it goes back to those 17 Marines supporting one Marine. That's supply chain logistics, logistics so that you can make that one Marine out in the front be able to pull the trigger and know he's going to have more bullets when he runs out and he's going to have more grenades and he'll have water and food and all that stuff they need so that he can be a trigger puller. Um, 17 people in the background because you cut those 17 people off and that one Marine up front is not pulling the trigger anymore. In fact, he's probably getting you know captured or killed. So these people know that if they cut off the supply chain to a city, um, you know any any dissent or rebellion that they would have in that city would be um, would be quickly vanquished because you, you need that. And that, again, that's why it cannot be overstated. Why now is the time to prepare? And, and again, you know, Dave, you've mentioned that shortwave radio to people. The shortwave radio, see, that's the nice thing about shortwave radio. And I want to segue here just for a second and explain. The frequencies that use repeaters are in the UHF, VHF, that's very high frequency, ultra high frequency range. Okay, the, there is another aspect to ham radio that works on HF, high frequency. High frequency is much lower than UHF and VHF. So, but the nice thing about HF frequencies is that it does not need a repeater. It uses um, the uh, atmospheric skip. So when you when a when a guy uh, transmits with shortwave, he is actually hit. His signal goes up and hits the ionosphere, comes back down to the earth, bounces off the earth, bounces back up, bounces back up. That's why it can go around the world. So again, the importance of having a shortwave receiver cannot be understated. It is extremely important because you want that conflict currency information. You want to be able to get that because if you're in a city that's cut off for some reason, you want to be able to hear what others are saying. You want to be able to say, okay, maybe somebody's bringing in food, whatever, however they're doing, and you need to have that information disseminated so that you can understand how to survive. And that's why shortwave radios in every conflict have been banned. I mean, Hitler banned them. He knew the danger of having a shortwave radio. Now, that's the nice thing about a receiver is nobody can detect it. It's not like you turn it on and somebody's you're putting out a signal. You're not. It's just listening. That's what it does. And, and listen, uh, in the world of intelligence, let's just say human intelligence. Let's just say the spy goes into this bad country and he's doing that. The spy's not the one talking. The spy's the one listening. 
He's the one listening to the guy talk. When the guy stops talking, he just puts another quarter in the machine and lets the guy talk some more because he's gathering human intelligence. So, you know, human intelligence gathering is 90% listening. It's listening and not talking. So you want to be able to hear what everything's going on. And then shortwave, you can also hear from people who are saying from South America, from Asia, from, you know, Europe. You can listen to all those different people. That's why, again, the shortwave receiver is so important because, as you're right, they will use uh, supply. They'll turn the water off, the power off, which they've done. I mean, as soon as they turned the power off in California, there were people that died. Because yeah. they were on CPC, uh, lung, uh, you know, air, uh, breathing assist machines or whatever, and there are people that died. So, you know, we're, we're going to kill you to save you? Is that what they're saying? That's what they were saying. I can't even answer that question. I mean, it's. But you're right. They acted with depraved indifference. They had to know. They had people that would be on oxygen or some other uh, something else that would need power. And they just didn't give a damn. They shut the power off, and many times these homeowners got no warning that they were going to be the ones affected. And you're right, people died. I, so, I can't believe the, the, the depravity. And, and, you know, Dave, you've mentioned it so many times. And all somebody has to do is go to Deagle.com, Delta Echo Alpha Golf Echo Lima. Deagle.com. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, it has a little thing that says countries. Click countries, then go to the United States, and you'll see the report. It's, it says right now, as of 2017, there were 327 million Americans. The projected for, uh, forecast for 2025, 100 million Americans. That's 227 million dead Americans. Was did the rapture happen? Is that where they all went? I don't think so. You know, um, the gross domestic product, nineteen trillion dollars. Yeah. The gro- go, uh, gross domestic product in twenty twenty five, two point four. I mean, that's a sevenfold reduction. Um, and, and so you, you look at every aspect of it. Look the at the military. Budget, Can you read the military? Six hundred thirty seven billion. Six hundred thirty seven billion down to thirty two billion. At the same time, if you go to China and look at it, and twenty twenty five. Their projected budget is $333 billion. Ours is $32 billion. So by 2025, Deagle's projecting that China will spend 10 times the amount of defense that we are. Yeah, but let's look at some comparisons here. This is very, very instructive because it speaks to... By the way, Deagle, no question in my mind, if you look at who their partners are, this is a CIA think tank publication. No question in my mind whatsoever. And I've had some people from the CIA tell me, Dave, I'm not going to comment, but I'm not going to say you're wrong. Anyway, let's look at some comparisons here. What does China spend today? I'd have to go on and look. I think it's the same amount. In fact, I can uh, go there right now. But I think it's the same amount that they're spending. So there there will be no decrease in their their level of... um, you know, spending. I mean, they plan on spending a lot of money on defense in the next few years. Let me go look here uh, right now. Yeah, well, l- l- let me mention this while you're looking this up. And this same Deagle report tells us that the United States and Great Britain are going to suffer catastrophic loss of population, and our enemies do not suffer a corresponding loss. Yeah, okay. Here, the figures are they spent $226 billion, uh, today, um, and uh, by two, two, 2025, $310 billion. So actually it does go up. Uh, they show no reduction in population. 
Mm-hmm. So now they're 1.4 billion, 1.4 billion. Uh, gross domestic product is 12 trillion. It'll go up to 17 trillion. So while they're in ascension, uh, America, according to this report, is in great descension. So you know, this this is information, Dave. And and I, you, Dave, I just want to state everybody, you have not asked me to do this. No, you've not. Oh asked no, me no, to this, do this was impromptu. No, but since no, we're impromptu, but I am telling people right now, if you're not supporting <laughs> Dave Hodges. You know, where do you get the kind of information he puts out? Because, again, you know, information is so important. Not having enough information in a conflict is me going into a boxing match with my blindfold on. Information is what wins the battle. Um, What is it? The, The pen is mightier than the sword. Now, they didn't have the Internet back then when they were saying that, but that's the same process. They knew that the information that they could put on paper via writing was mightier than any sword. And so, Bob, let me interrupt you here for a second because I want to I want to stay with Deagle for a minute, okay? Yes, sir. Because I I want to go into journalism down the road, but right now, I want you to look at the Russian figures. I'd like you okay. to look at their military GDP and their population change from now to twenty twenty five. Let's make some comparisons between Russia and us. Okay, I'm going to Russia right now. Okay, I'm there. Uh, population 142 million, same, has, it doesn't change, 142 million. Um, and the military budget, 79 billion, it'll double by 2025 to 186 billion. So we see the two people who are strategically allied against us, their defense budgets are going up dramatically. You know, we've just seen um, China introduce this new ballistic missile that can reach the United States in 30 minutes with 10 independently retargetable warheads on it. Um, Thank you, Bill Clinton, um, for the target. Thank you, Bill Clinton, for the neutron bomb technology that was given to them. If you look at their tanks, their planes, all of it has a striking similarity to America's fifth-generation warfare machine. So uh, you wonder where they got that information from. But uh, anyhow... um, you know, at the same time that they were getting this, somehow the Chinese were contributing billions to, you know, the Democratic leaders, including Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Biden, and, and others. So, you know, this this is treason at the highest levels of our government that have sold us out because they understand that they want to have China in ascension because they want to they they like the model that China uses suppress people people have no rights people are cogs in the wheel people are there to serve the state whereas America our constitution our bill of rights is all that is the state is there to serve people now that's the way it's supposed to be it's t- it's totally changed to where the, you know we are that now there through taxation and, and everything we do is there to serve this gargantuan monster I mean that people go into government service as average people with average uh, net worth and all of a sudden they come out richer than Midas oh yeah and, uh, Diane Feinstein so, goes in as a millionaire will come out as a multi-billionaire yeah. Bob let's let's go to Deagle one more time let's go to our primary ally in Great Britain Let's look yeah, at the uh, figures there. United I mean, Kingdom. Again, they, they suffer the same way we do. Yeah, um, I wanna, let's get some numbers on the table if you can. Okay. Uh, population, 66 million. 2025, that's current population, 66 million. Uh, population, 15 million by 2025. Mm-hmm. Uh, military budget uh, right now is 56 billion. It goes down to 1.4 billion. So, I mean, that's a what, 45%, 45 time decrease. Um, exports, 63 billion. I mean, it just, it just, everything yeah. that you look at just goes down. Well, I want to do one more, one more, and I'm going to make a point. 
Germany. I've never looked at Germany on this. I can't recall looking. But tell me Germany, and I'll tell you why I'm asking after we get the numbers. 81 million, 28 million. Mm -hmm. Military budget, 43 billion, 2.9 billion. Mm -hmm. It's showing the conquest of the West is what it's showing. Exactly. That's my point. The conquest Um, of the West. And uh, does... what happens with Mexico, you know, looking at nations that border us? What happens to the Mexicans? Let me see if I can find it here. If they're even on here. They're way down the list. Uh, I don't see it casually. Here it is right here. Okay, Mexico. Um, let's see. Population stays the same. Military budget uh, decreases just minor. Minor decrease in military budget. So You know why? Um, you know why? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm allied with the Chinese. Yeah, bingo. Thank you. Yeah. How long have I been saying this, Bob? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Dave, we peel the onion. I cannot just imagine that in your mind. I'm asking the everybody listening. Imagine that in your mind. You start peeling the layers. That's intelligence. See, when you go to Oodaloop, and I've used this example, um, observe to orient. That's the transition between raw intelligence to interpreted intelligence. Again, I've used this example. You drive up to Walmart, there's one ambulance outside, lights flashing, you think, oh, somebody had a heart attack. Um, you drive up to Walmart because you've just you've taken raw intelligence, you've observed and oriented to it because, oh, just one ambulance has a heart attack, no problem. Okay, but you drive up to Walmart, you see 10 ambulances and 25 police cars, all the lights flashing, you observe that, you take that raw intelligence, you interpret it, and you orient to it, mass shooting. It's just that's the way it works. And then once you determine mass shooting, then you decide and act. So, you know, you don't want to, as they say, start running around with one foot nailed to the floor. You you don't get anywhere. Um, You know, and that's what that's what deciding and acting is without that intelligence. And that's what you're giving them. That's uh, Mexico. No, no depreciable loss. Russia, China, depreciable. I mean, appreciable gain. United States, Germany, Western uh, bloc countries, depreciable loss. So it, it's it's not rocket science, Dave. And again, this is conflict currency. The more information we have, the wealthier we are. It's the raw data that gets turned into intelligence that allows our commanders to make you know, well-informed decisions. If you don't have enough information, it is. It's like fighting, you know, blindfolded. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, yeah no, bingo. Make up their decision. Uh, all I got to say is ding, 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 ding. I mean. We're hitting home runs here on this Deagle report because people say, oh, Dave, this guy is following fearmonger, fearmonger. Okay, tell that to the CIA. But I'm going to say this too. Well, well, Dave, let me me interrupt you. Tell that, okay, so if it was just Deagle, yeah, okay, so it's fake report. But then you see the communist infiltration into the ports of Long Beach. You see the communist infiltration into Mexico. You see the, the politicians selling out to communists. You see the ascension of the Arabic Arabic influence in our country. You see the destruction of our Christianity. You see the destruction of our family. You see the destruction of our money. You see the absolute brainwashing that's going on in, in our schools. Yada, yada, yada. The, the news network has now become the communist news network. I mean, it, it is everything. So Deagle by itself, you can make that claim. But if you want to make the claim when you have 50 pieces of intelligence coming at you that are saying the same thing, then I, I would call that Pollyanna, ostrich in the head, ostrich in the sand syndrome, whatever you know, pejorative metaphor you want to use for it. Mm-hmm. That's what I would call it. You're being, just, you're, being, you're being deliberately ignorant so you don't have to face the consequences. I'm sorry to say that, but that's what it is because that's what is going on. 
the communists. See, the way the communists infiltrate our country, Dave, it's not like we've watched so many James Bond movies and you think, you know, Sean Connery goes in there and, you know, gets the woman and steals all the good information, comes out alive, and, you know, everybody thinks he's a hero. Well, the way the Chinese do it is they send 10,000 people to our country and our universities and our factories and that, and if they want to steal the letter A, they have, you know, 1,000 people steal parts of A. And it's not indictable because you're just taking just a little bitty piece, but everybody's taking a little bitty piece. And so at the time they're done, they stole the whole alphabet. But how did it, how did it get stolen? How did they get all this information? Well, it was stolen incrementally. That's how they could do spying in the United States. They steal it incrementally. And they've stolen, they've, they've stolen technology out of all of our, uh, our, you know, car manufacturers, our defense industry. They've supplied a lot of the chips that go into our defense defense industry that were even shown to have piggybacks on them, where they could access those, and possibly that when the F thirty five fires its missile, it could be programmed to fire and return back to the plane that that launched it. We don't know. I mean, so they have all this technology built in that was actually made in China. I mean, that's something really, you really have to wonder who's in charge of the asylum when you have your enemy building your um, weapons that would be used against that very same enemy. Well, his name would be, I was born in Kenya, and I'm an MK Ultra product. Yeah. And uh, no one knows who his basketball coach was in high school, his English teacher, or who he went to the prom with. Yeah. He just appeared. Well, he, Joe. <laughs> Sorry. That's what he went to the prom with, Joe. Um, so anyhow, probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so sorry. Um, anyhow. But, uh, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm not going there. Um, okay. But anyway, the um, the Deagle report is very instructive when you combine it with what's going on in current events. I mean, we're being taken down piece by piece. But I'm going to throw something at you, and I think I know where your um, answer will lie. We have approximately 7 million veterans of fighting age, and we have 400 million handguns. We should be safe. That's better than anything the Viet Cong ever had. Well, Dave, you pointed out the other day, let's first of all address this. You know, Long Beach, okay, organ smuggling, human smuggling, sex trafficking, fentanyl, and weapons into the country. So the fentanyl that they bring in has killed 70,000 men of military age. You, you you didn't you say ding ding ding? I mean, yeah yeah. I mean, do, do you need? I mean, does it have to fall on us before we figure out this? This is strategic planning. And and there, there's, if there's seventy thousand that have died, there's probably another hundred and forty thousand that are basically combat ineffective because they're drug addicted. I mean, you can't have people going through the the, the withdrawals and that, you know, trying to follow command and fighting in an army. You just can't do it. I mean, they're going to be have a miserable time until they get detoxed, and then probably about a year after that before they could even begin to get their lives back together, normal, you know, back together again. Because most detox programs that are serious uh, keep people for about a year so they can build life skills again and detox them and learn, teach them how to live basic functioning mm-hmm. lives. So it's not just that you know I I'll, I quit fentanyl and I can over two weeks go through some hard withdrawals and then you know be a normal person again. Um, it usually takes about a year from, and this is, I have people that work specifically in these fields. Um, let's say for your brain to completely recover from that type of addiction to where it's back to functioning the way it was before you became addicted, it's about a year. And then all the life skills that you've lost, balancing a checkbook, managing your life, managing relationships, you know, all those things, you know, that, that's been 
those have come to the drug addiction, and so that all has to be rebuilt. So we have a society with, you know, tens and tens of thousands of either dead or addicted people that could be of military age that would not be effective in, in combat for at least another year. Because of, of yeah, the, uh, I, see, I could say the same thing, too, just about returning veterans and dealing with things like PTSD. And then there's one additional variable. I've covered this on my channel that uh, the red flag laws are in, and they're not in so much for you and me. They're in for the veterans. They don't want 7 million fighting men armed. And so they bring them back, treat them like garbage. Everybody has PTSD. Got to grab their guns. The VA sucks. Doesn't treat them properly. We have 22 of these veterans killing themselves each and every day. And so they're negating the fighting force that'll stand up to to the occupation force. And you know, Dave, I, would, I just want to say something. If you have, if you know a veteran, if you have, if you go to the many veterans associations, help them out financially. Help them out. Befriend a veteran. You know, if you get to know them, invite them over for dinner. You start to normalize the, the fact that the brutality that they've seen. We're, humans were not meant to see this kind of brutality that that people in war see. Um, and, and so we can do a lot, a lot for our veterans by just bringing them in and really just showing them family love and and helping them whenever we can help them. Um, and there's a lot of veterans associations out there that do just that, and they really need our help because these men have gone over to a place and fought uh, a war and seen absolutely horrific things. A lot of them, while they were in war, their wives left them or their, you know, their families fell apart. And so a lot has gone on in their life, and we really do need to take and show appreciation, not on a government level, but on an individual and personal level. So my kudos to all the veterans out there, and we and just say we love you guys. Yeah, I... I <laughs> You're preaching to the choir on that one, buddy. I was raised a Navy brat, <laughs> and so, yeah. so I'm right there with you. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you something I said on on a podcast I did, and I want your reaction to it, your expert opinion. You had the Vietnamese people who stood up to oppressors from 1941 to 1975, 36 years, and they would never quit. They were farmers by day. They had food. Interesting, isn't it? And um, they were guerrilla fighters by night. And we couldn't subjugate them. The French could not defeat them. And the Japanese eventually got kicked out by them with the help of the Allies. Should we adopt? Because to me, I think the takeover is inevitable. I think the coup against Trump is inevitable. Should we not adopt a guerrilla war mentality as a people? Um. I would say at this point, in information only. Well, the last thing we want is people going out with with rifles or no, something. No, like no, that. I'm not. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that right yeah. now. We start shooting. But with information, yes. Yeah, but, but, but know, Bob, it, let me it, clarify. Okay, let me clarify. When the takeover is complete and the roundups begin, then it becomes a matter of self-defense, and that's it, what I'm definitely. saying. Should we not be yeah. aligning ourselves along these lines now in preparation for what is probably coming? Well, that, that goes into the whole thing of training, Dave, which I, I tell people all the time, that if you've bought a gun, if you've bought food, if you've bought a water filter, if you've bought a radio, and it's sitting in a safe or in a closet, don't waste your money. I mean, and I make my living by selling it to you, but I'd still say don't waste your money because that stuff will add do you absolutely no good whatsoever. I told you the other day, my bunch of, we just go out for the fun of it, guess go out on a night vision hike. And it's amazing, you know, what you can see, and it's amazing what night vision does. I mean, you know, we were out, I mean, 
you flick up your night vision and it's darker than dark can be. You can't see your, I mean, literally we could not see our hand in front of our face. Um, but you flick it down and it's on. It's like, oh my gosh, I can see three, 400 yards away, clearly. And, and so, you know, it, it's, if you, you need, if you've bought this equipment, you need to find ways to start to use it and train with it. You know, ISIS right now, uh, what they're showing is that there's a report I, I just read where uh, George Soros and company are, are filtering these people. They're taking the leaders of ISIS and Black BLM, and, and they're filtering through these global, uh, regional conflicts like Turkey, Syria, and they're letting them get combat training. They're letting them become combat hardened, and then they're filtering them back into the United States so they can, or, or Europe, so they can teach and train their fellow comrades the art of war. And, and so you, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing right now. And so, again, you know, if you think you're going to be fighting the people that the media shows you're going to be fighting, this is different disinformation, Dave. The 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 the, the little pink-haired people, little you know, skinny soy boys, those are the ones that the media wants. Oh, we're going to fight those guys. Yeah, I could, my, I could flick them with a finger, and they're going to fall over. Negative. That's a big negative. That's the disinformation the left is feeding us, so that we become overconfident. The, the left right now has entrenched in this country hardened fighters, uh, drug cartels, gangs. You know, you know people that have that have gone through the military, have gone through war zones that are left. That's lean left. This is the people that will really be the ones fighting. So we're going to go and into a, a battle, say, and we're going to think we'll be fighting soy boy, and you know, leftist Rambo is going to show up. And, and and it's it's it we un, need to understand that the that that's the disinformation that they do because that Su, the art of war all all wars based on disinformation or lies, um, so that's what they're doing they're they're pumping out this continuous stream of disinformation about who we, who the real enemy is and it's always the pink haired boy that you know doesn't have any biceps, um, and, and so that that's a, that's a lie we need to understand that what the left has put into this country is a very formidable force. And the Chinese have been bringing weapons in through Long Beach. And this is, these are not AR-15-type weapons. They have indirect fire weapons, you know, landmines, grenades. They, these, this is what Chinese have been bringing into this country, and they're arming people that they will need so that when a civil conflict breaks out, that their sides could have overwhelming superiority um, in, in firepower. And, 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 and we need to realize that. So, uh, again, we're in the information war right now, and this is where we need to really work, because if, if we were successful, which I don't think we can be, but if we were successful, even if we're not, we can push it off for a while and, and gain confidence, gain understanding of what the battle the battle plan is like, knowing your area of operation, knowing the battlefield, knowing, you know, the 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 other side know your enemy type thing we need to come to understanding of what our enemy is and 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 they are former one you mean look at them they're out in the streets throwing urine on people throwing you know feces on people spitting on them they're beating them up hitting them you know destroying infrastructure um that's that's the enemy i mean look all you have to do is look from what the pink-haired little boys are doing to look what really is in the street they're willing to block traffic they're willing to, you know, destroy um, other people's property. They have no respect for the law and order. They're they're absolutely lawless people. And behind them is a global network of money, information, communication, and uh, philosophy that's driving them. And so, that's what we're facing. 
Well, I think that what we're facing also, in addition to these people who have been imported, and we've briefly alluded to it, is the leadership of the Democratic Party that's been bought off by the communists. And, and I'm going to be real, real specific here. We've kind of alluded. Nancy Pelosi and her husband, I mean, they're siphoning off water and sending those brag bags to, to China. And then you got uh, Feinstein, and you've got Adam Schiff and his dealings with them, the, uh, Kamala Harris. She's complicit. Well, just, just, just look at the Democratic Party right now. Bernie Sanders uses the word capitalist as a pejorative against uh, Warren. Uh, you're, a, you're a capitalist. I mean, think of that. What's he admitting? I'm a communist. That's what he's admitting. Well, he took his honeymoon so, in Moscow. So uh, exactly. So this is, this is not you know, some type of you know, skullduggery that you have to dig up. This is in your face. He is admitting when he calls Elizabeth Warren, which is no capitalist, he's calling her a capitalist. Well, that means he's farther left than she is. And these are the front runners of the Democratic Party. Well, she has uh, said, I'm going to take your car. In fact, when she announced, she said, we're going to take money from rich people at gunpoint yeah. if necessary. And I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're anti-gun, sweetheart, and you're going to use guns to take yeah. our money? Yeah, well, that's the thing is beware of the government that wants to take your AR-15, and they show, up, they show up with people who have AR-15s to take it away from you. And you know what? She's an Indian, right? She should know better than when the government takes your guns away from you what happens. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No comment. And, and I mean that. Because I'm even, not going to insult the, my Native even American the Native friends American, by even answering that, even, the, even the Native Americans in this country call, call her on that bluff. I know. And they, they call be, her on it. They She's no more Native outraged. American than, than, than you know... Good grief! Anyone? I mean, well, Bob, we outraged. got about we got about them. we got three minutes left. Let's do a battle plan for America. In three minutes, tell people what they got to do. Well, first of all, food will be used to coerce you. You've got to get food. You have to get it. Uh, second, you want to be able to have a good source of water, knowing your water. And third, you need to set up your communication circles now. Um, you know your area of operation. Get those maps I've been mentioning, the seven-and-a-half-minute maps. You'll need uh, nine of them. It, it takes up a little bit bigger than a sheet of plywood to put them all on if you want to glue them and put them on a wall. But know your area because 90% of where you'll live will be within that 20 miles of where you, your home is at. So know that. Know your, your, your county's assets and liabilities. Know the supply chain. How do we get food? How do we get gasoline? Make sure you store some of that so that you have it available at a moment's notice. And again, communication is key. If you can join your ham radio club, join your ham radio club. There's emergency ham radio in most states. You can join that. Um, Aries, it, it, that's what it's for. It's to alert uh, people of uh, disasters or, or potential disasters in their areas. They have weather networks. I'm a member of a weather network. So if I see like a funnel cloud or uh, something like that, I can call it in. And because I've been through the classes, they'll take my report much more seriously than just somebody says something. Um, so all this that we can just start doing with communication is extremely important. Getting a shortwave radio, you mentioned that KA900 we sell, excellent shortwave radio, uh, has solar power, hand crank on it, all of that. So it's all in one. Um, right at about a hundred dollars, um, and then again, Dave, being able to operate at night. I, I, I just just the other night again, you know, going out hiking with night vision. The critical, critical difference it makes. And I have to say this: if you're not an American citizen, I will not sell it to you. Period. Yeah, Bob, with night vision, I wanted to ask you. Um, it's not cheap, and so I wanted to ask: Do you still finance that for for people? Yes. You basically spend about $125 a month 
and uh, you can spend more if you want to get a different unit, different binocular unit, say. But Dave, the thing is, is that the units, because so many people are buying them, are getting harder and harder to get. I mean, they, they, I mean, it's not like they make you know 500 million bags of M&Ms. Um, this, this is this is a not a high demand product as far as a global market. And and so you know people are going to find themselves, and I mean this. All you have to do, you call any of my competitors and ask them. They're going to find out that yeah, night vision is getting getting harder and harder to get. Um, and so uh, you you know when it, when they do get it, and I will say this, Dave, when when the deep state rigs a night shooting using thermal or night vision, um, they'll, they'll close off avenues to it completely. But again, you have to be an American citizen to buy it. We do send you a letter where you author, you you, you certify that you're an American citizen, and that you do understand that it's highly illegal to take it out of the country, and that you go to prison if you do, and you have to return that to us um, before we can send night vision out. So that's that's how much the government considers it. They know it's such a force multiplier, and and it's a wonderful thing. American citizens can own it legally, but um, if you're not an American citizen, don't even try. Okay, that so. you make that available to people. And you mentioned water, so I'm assuming you're talking about water filtration, correct? Yeah, it'd be, and there's two different types of water filtration you'll need to know. One is a fixed water, like a drip filter, and the other one is, say, if you did have to bug out somewhere, you'd want to have something portable that you could take with you. Obviously, a, a Berkey type or whatever type filter, you're not going to stick one of those big things in your backpack and haul it around. It's going to break, first of all, because the filters are, gonna, are not meant for that type of activity. And, you know, if, if for some reason it was freezing out and, and you've used that, the water expands on those filters and just cracks them. That's true with any water filter, whereas a smaller portable water filter, you could actually put it up against your body to keep to keep the water, uh, if you've used it, the water from freezing inside. That's a lot of things people don't think about, is water filters that freeze are basically no good. Um, water is one of those weird molecules. It does expand when it gets cold, and as it freezes, it expands and cracks. So um, you need to keep the water filter under, you know, above 33 degrees. Um and, and so, yes, there's two big, two basic types of water filter. The one you can use in your home that's real nice, easy to use, a drip filter. And then two is if you had a you know, bug-out bag or something, you want to put a, a smaller filter in it. You know, if you had a group of people, I'd recommend the MSR Guardian. Uh, if you had one person you're doing it, the, the Sawyer Mini Filter is a great little thing, 22 bucks, And um, it acts like, like a drinking that's all? filter. Yep, $22. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Sorry. Yeah, 20, and it does 100,000 gallons. Bob, let's give you, out you your contact information water. before yeah. we lose, okay. lose the time. Yeah, you won't drink 100,000 gallons of water in your lifetime. But anyhow, uh, you, they can call me. I'll talk to people about radio, night vision, whatever they want. I'll, you know, we don't charge for doing it. But it's 800-627-3809, and our website is ready-made Resources, uh, all standard spelling, readymaderesources.com. Okay. So, and give out that number one more time. 800 627 3809 And we're coming up right to the bottom of the hour. Bob, this has been terrific. I want to con- commend you, though, for being willing to take the time to talk to people for free. Not many people, anybody I know, is doing that. So, Bob, thanks for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. To everybody else, stay tuned. We'll be back in hour number three. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> 